The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Psalms 9, 9. When our pain and grief are not dealt with, we can turn our emotions inward. We try to cope with our pain in silence and alone, but the grief and pain become unbearable and depression sets in. Let's talk about it today, friends. Stay with me. Hey friend, welcome to the Shattered in the Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. Through biblical content, I will teach you how to experience whole healing and soar into great purpose. So let's get into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Hey friends, this is Jeannie. Welcome back to the show. I want to start off today by sharing a review by Brooklyn. Brooklyn says this podcast is filled with deep healing. It touches on the tender places we often try to hide. Thank you for this kingdom work. Well, that's an appropriate uh, review for today's message. We're going to be talking about depression and there is so much that internally we look inward, we try to hide, we wear a mask and Over time, this just leads us into a deep, dark place of isolation, which ultimately leads to depression. So we're going to be talking about some of those things today. Thank you, Brooklyn, for this review. Friends, I am no stranger to depression personally. It has affected my family in a huge way. It is something that my dad suffered with. It's something that my brother suffered with. And it's something that I have suffered with. And if we are really honest, most of us have probably dealt with a touch of depression once or twice in our life. And we find ourselves dealing with the word self a lot. There is a tactic of depression. Now, the enemy uses depression. Depression is a tool of the enemy because if he can get us focused internally on self, and if he can cause things to happen to us in our life that puts us in a place of isolation, a place of shame, a place of fear, and get us into this place where we are always looking inward and we have inward eyeballs, then there is a detachment from community which can ultimately bring healing. And there's a detachment from relationships, relationships, many of them that we need in our life. Well, especially those that are speaking hope and life into our life. And so the enemy wants us to be detached. He wants that to be severed. He wants to pull us away where he can have us in a dark, lonely isolated place where he can speak lies to us. He can continue to pour those lies into our mind, hope they take root in our heart. And ultimately, it's just meant to wreck us. It's meant to wreck our identity because we were created to be overcomers. We were created to soar like wings of an eagle. We were created to touch mountaintops, to be overachievers even if you will but with depression we feel like we're hopeless with Christ with our restored identity we have great tremendous hope and so we see that it brings us into a place where God never intended for us to be ever so I want this episode to begin to unravel any depression that you may be struggling with in your life and I want to just say right now 
Goodbye, depression. You have to flee in the mighty name of Jesus. By far, my favorite scripture for depression is, He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. That's Psalms 107.20. And if you've been a follower and a listener for quite a while, you've heard me quote that many times. There's something very strategic about the way that scripture is written. It says, He sent His word to heal them. So there we see our deliverer is His word. And he says that his word delivers us from their destructions. So sometimes our very own destructions can be by our own hand. Not always, but in this case, in this scripture, it is surely making reference to that. And that can be from choices in our life, things that we're putting our hands to, um, for example, addictions that are just not good for us. It's stealing our life. It's killing us. There's other things that could bring destruction like overworking or even food. If we're eating unhealthy and we're dealing with our emotions with food, maybe food brings comfort. Maybe food helps us deal with stress. So if we're eating things that are not good for us, for our temple, and it's just unhealthy, then that can bring destruction as well. I was actually thinking about this when I went after that second brownie tonight. I'm serious. I had too many brownies, but I'm making a lot of it. But seriously, food can wreck us. What we put in our body day in and day out, how we take care of ourselves day in, day out, or lack of taking care of ourselves can lead to extended long-term harm for our body and for our health. And when we get into that state, then we don't even feel like moving around very much. You know, we're not feeling well. If you're not feeling well, you're not going to want to get up and do any kind of exercise and maybe we don't even feel like getting out and playing with our kids and throwing ball or whatever else our kids might want to do. And so that brings a depth of sadness as well because our mind can sometimes want to do something that physically we feel like we're just not capable to do. Now I'm just trying to give you many examples of what could cause some initial depression. I think also dealing with lost relationships, whether it's relationships that have just decided to separate, or it could be a loss of a loved one. These types of things can lead to depression as well. Unforgiveness, guilt, regret, lingering on too many things like that can become a trap and also put you in a state of depression. And since I brought up unforgiveness, I just want to say this, that unforgiveness keeps us from being able to live in the goodness of God. Let me repeat that. Unforgiveness keeps us from being able to live in the goodness of God. You have to understand that unforgiveness hinders, it blocks the blessings of God because Jesus Christ being the living sacrifice that give his life for us that we may be saved and forgiven, his blood was shed for our forgiveness. That's priceless. That was God, God's son. And so who are we to hold unforgiveness when he died? He was sacrificed for our forgiveness. And so we need to forgive. You need to forgive. Unforgiveness keeps you in a place of bondage and it's hurting no one but yourself. If you think that your unforgiveness is hurting that person that you're so upset at, you're wrong. Unforgiveness doesn't affect the other person. Unforgiveness only affects you. You're drinking your own poison. And so you have to forgive. 
You have to learn how to walk through a process of forgiving so that you will be set free. Forgiveness is about you. It's not about anybody else. It's about you. It's where you enter into the goodness of God and peace and freedom. Let's also talk quickly about guilt. Guilt, another trap from the enemy, will keep you in continual pain. Guilt, I like to call it, is a silent killer because it's very secret. It's something that lives deep within your heart, but it's a continual pain. Guilt is meant to keep you in a place of continual pain. Now, if unforgiveness and guilt are not dealt with, what happens is a train wreck because the two of them will collide and lead to depression. So unforgiveness and guilt are meant to keep you in a place of depression. They ultimately are going to lead to you being in a prison of bondage where the enemy, by the way, plans to keep you locked up forever. Matter of fact, he wants you to die in this place of bondage. But praise God, we are going to discover the key to freedom. Take a listen to a quick announcement and we'll be right back. Smith Evangelistic Ministries presents The Gift, a two-day healing retreat that will be held in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina on September 15th and 16th. To get yourself registered and to learn more about this event, visit my website at JeannieScottSmith.com. Hey friends, we're back. So we're talking about depression today. And depression is an active real experience that can result from many sources. And we've already discussed what some of those sources could be. We talked about unconfessed sin, shame, anxiety, fears, unforgiveness, and let me add the word bitterness as well. But I also want to say unfulfilled expectations and hopeless grieving. Many of all these things that we've already mentioned surround pain. And so we want to take note of that. Pain is real and especially hopeless grieving. If we're not careful, the sources become lies. Lies are meant to harm us, but we can overcome them with truth. And so I want to take a look at Psalms 32 and I want to read verses one through five. What does King David say delivered him? It reads, how joyful is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How joyful is a person whom the Lord does not charge with iniquity and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones became brittle from my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me and my strength was drained as in the summer's heat. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not conceal my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. So we see in this passage by King David that unconfessed sin in his life was causing him to, to be sick inwardly. His soul was sick, and he needed to confess that. It was eating him away inside. And so what does King David say delivered him? Confession. Forgiveness brings true joy. Only when we ask God to forgive our sins will he give us real joy and relief from the guilt. So, I have a question for you. Is there any sin that you need to confess? I want you to take some time and journal that down. Write it out and begin to pray and speak to the Lord. Get rid of it. Any unconfessed sin. 
release it today. Because when it comes to depression, we have to first look within our own heart to see if there's anything that we need to deal with personally before we can begin to tackle the other things. So go ahead, take a moment and let the Holy Spirit search your heart, confess anything that he may reveal to you. Grab hold of your forgiveness and your freedom. You may not feel it. That's okay. Just believe it. You have to believe that it's there if you have confessed. It's been given to you as a gift, and so you have to fully accept it. Now, so we've dealt with unconfessed sin, and that may be something causing depression, but then once we've done that, we still may be encountering waves of depression, and so sometimes circumstances in our life, surrounding our life, causes us to be in a state of depression, and it's in that cycle that we also believe the lies, hear the lies, and we begin to allow them to take root in our hearts. And so one of those things in, in regards to the circumstances is suffering. I want to talk about suffering. So to reflect on a biblical example, let's certainly explore the life of Job because Job was a good man. He was a righteous man and one would expect nothing but blessings and favor to envelop him, right? Because we talked about even unforgiveness. Once we get rid of that, we receive the blessings of God. And so Job was a good man. He was a righteous man. Then Job lost everything. The life he lived turned upside down and seemed more like living under a curse. He was living under a curse than a blessing. That's certainly what it a uh, Job lost all his children, his livestock, his servants, his home, his health. Can you relate with any of that? And Job did not have an answer for the suffering he was going through. Yet he trusted God. And he was patient in his suffering. Now, I want to pause right there because we can be going through a lot of these things ourselves. You know, we're losing friends. We're losing jobs. We're losing our health. Our health seems to be deteriorating. Maybe we've lost our spouse. Maybe our kids don't want anything to do with us. Maybe it just seems like we're losing everything. And it's hard to think about why these things are happening to us when we hear all the time that God is good and God loves us. Well, if he loves me, then why does it seem like I'm losing everything I have? And why does all this suffering seem to be consuming me? But it says here, yet he trusted God and he was patient in his suffering. That's what it tells us in the word. And so he never doubted God existed. And even though his harsh remarks and lots of questions, Job had lots of questions for God and they were honest complaints, but yet it says he trusted God and he was patient. So we can learn a lot from Job. I mean, could it be that God allowed this story to be recorded way back then so that it would be our very survival kit lifeline today? I believe so. And of course, we know how the story ends. Job was given back everything he lost and more. So maybe you could put your name in that sentence. If you trust God and if you're patient, Maybe your name goes in there. Blank was given back everything he or she lost and more. Appeared to be. But do you think Job was depressed? Oh, yeah. We see other people throughout the Bible that was depressed, too. I mean, King David expressed a lot of his depression and sorrows and suffering in the book of Psalms. And we also know that Elijah was very depressed. Elijah wanted to lay down and die. What about Joseph? Joseph was thrown into a pit and later into prison, and he knew all too well what it was like being in a pit. 
A pit can be referred many times to depression, right? Later, we see how God honored him and used him for greatness. So the story of Joseph reminds us that Satan would like nothing better than to keep us in a pit, especially someone with a godly vision. So be on guard. Now, there's so much that I want to talk to you about in regards to depression. So we're going to continue this conversation in next week's episode. But for now, I want to close out this episode with what I like to call God's remedies for depression. Because as we started out in the beginning of the episode, I gave you the scripture, God sent his word to save them from their destructions. And so we know that we battle this with God's word. And there's other ways, things that God puts in place to help us battle depression. But today we're talking about God's word. So I want to give you God's remedies for depression. I'm going to read them and I'm going to give you a scripture. And I'd like for you to write these scriptures down and use them for warfare. Use them in battle. When those times come and you feel the enemy trying to put you in that place of darkness in the pit and you feel him attacking you with depression, I want you to fight him with the word. Because remember, that's how Jesus fought him. And if Jesus himself fought the enemy and overcame him with God's word, then certainly we know that we have to, right? Like Jesus exemplified that to us and for us when he was in the wilderness, when he was tempted, when he was at his weakness here on earth, he fought the enemy with the word of God. So this is our weapon. So write these down. You ready? Let's go. Allow others to help carry your burden. Galatians 6, 2. Focus on God and others instead of yourself. Isaiah 26, 3. Confess any sin. Psalms 32, 5. Set your mind on the things above. Colossians 3, 2. Renew your mind daily by prayer and reading God's word. Romans 12, 2. Let our attitude be the same of Christ. Philippians 2, 5. Speak your identity. Ephesians chapter 1 and 2. Cast your cares upon the Lord. 1 Peter 5, 7. Pray with thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Speak peace over your life. Romans 15, 13. And praise and worship the Lord. Psalms 7, 17. Pull from those scriptures when you need them. Find you one or two or all of them. Put them on sticky notes. Put them wherever you need them to be all throughout the day. Memorize them and fight your battle and you will overcome with the word of God. I want to close with this scripture from Psalms 41 through 3. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and he heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and he gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Psalms 41 through 3. Friends, I love you bunches. We're going to pick up this topic again next week. And remember, live life abundantly. If you like mommy's show, leave a review. 
Hey, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the Shattered in the Beautiful show. Next, hop on over to the Shattered in the Beautiful private Facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration. You can reach me at JeannieScottSmith.com. And lastly, please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at Smith Evangelistic Ministries. I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way. Thank you.